This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Well, hello and welcome into New York's Asset Protection Roundtable. I'm Ben George. He's Ted Alatsis over at the Alatsis Law Firm and Got a good show for you today. It's just a really great starting topic for the podcast. Our first full show, uh, you know, exploring the estate planning topics and, and conversations that Ted has every day. This one's all about the will and the trust. Uh, so what are the differences between the two? Which one do you need? And really kind of talk through some of these basics for this so that everybody can understand a little bit better. That'll be the goal today. So Ted, welcome in. How are you? Oh, I'm great, uh, Ben. I just uh, got back from Barbados with my wife and Fully refreshed and recharged and looking forward to a wonderful spring. How is the travel? I know travel for, depending on where you're going and, and, and where you're traveling from, travel can be a little bit more tedious than other places. So was everything smoother? I know we're kind of coming on the back end of this pandemic, hopefully, but was it, did it, was, it feel normal? It was a bit challenging. Um, you know, wore masks everywhere. We had to, on the plane and at the airports, and we had to get tested a few times, but uh, it was well worth it. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I know a lot more people are looking to travel this year, so hopefully you're able to get out and about, but uh, I'm glad that you were able to enjoy a little relaxation, and uh, I'm glad we're getting back at the podcast. And And if you haven't had a chance to listen to our first episode, I, re- I recommend you go back and do that. It's it's a great kind of a introduction to Ted and, and his business and, and who he is and, and what he hopes to accomplish out of the show along the way and how we hope to ed- educate you and, and bring you up to speed on, on many of the things that he does day to day in asset protection and estate planning. So go back to that one as well. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do that. Also, we would appreciate that. It'll help us continue to grow the show as we move forward. So today is all about comparing a last will and testament to a revocable a living trust. And you know these are two of the most common ways, obviously, for you to state your wishes for your inheritance after you pass away. So I want to break down the, these two documents and really compare the various ways that they can be used to, to help you officially plan for your family's future. I, I'm guessing before we even get into the, the details here, this has to be something that comes up nearly every day with you, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the the biggest question that people have is, you know, do I do a will or do I do a trust and, mm-hmm. and what the difference is, right? So we answer this question, I, I, you know, all the time. Absolutely. So let's start with the basics then. What what exactly is the last will and testament? And then what is the, the trust? So a, a last will and testament kind of dates back, you know, centuries, right? The idea is that it's a written statement that is generally subscribed uh, in front of witnesses that states exactly what it is that you want to happen with the things that you own in, during your lifetime, right? So it's it's a statement that says, I want to leave X, Y, Z to, you know, either my children or to my spouse or, you know, some combination, or if I don't want to leave it to any of them specifically to someone else. And uh, that, you know, has to be done in a certain format. And uh, what it's literally an expression of a, of a last your, your last statement of your wishes, right? So that's exactly what a, a last will and testament is. All right, on the trust side, how do you, how would you kind of quickly describe what a trust is? So a trust is kind of a, so, so trust is a different type of document, right? A trust is done while you're alive. And what it does is actually sets forth your ambitions and your desires for your estate while you're alive um, and gives you the ability to modify it while you're alive. But eventually, because you've put your assets in that particular trust um, does not require the onerous uh, effects of probate and allows your assets to go into your estate 
without having that requirement. And so your beneficiaries get it efficiently and it's managed by the beneficiaries themselves. Okay. So that's a little background on what these two are. So when you're comparing the two, which is more complex? From a drafting standpoint, it really depends on what the wishes are, right? Because at the end of the day, if you have very simple wishes, they're both, they both can be done relatively easily. And, you know, it, it, it takes, you know, some strategic planning, you know, with your attorney to put the documents together. Uh, so the, so the answer isn't as easy as, well, trust is easier or, or will is easier. It really has more to do with what the wishes are. Okay. So I, I can't answer that and say, you know, the will is easier. The, the trust is easier. It, it really depends on what the wishes are. So there could be a very simple trust and there could be a complex will, essentially. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you can have a will that has a trust in it, right? So so there are lots of lots of permutations and, and, and variations that can affect that answer. Okay. Well, I know a lot of people that are thinking about or, or wanting to put an estate plan together and trying to decide what to do. Oftentimes it comes down to money, right? So what mm-hmm. are the costs involved in setting up each of these strategies? So, you know, generally speaking, when, when a client comes into us and we're, we're talking about a basic will, and, that, and that's usually what everybody likes to call their will, a basic will. And a lot of times it's not, but they think it is. So a basic will, you know, could run you about $1,000, you know, roughly, whereas a basic trust probably runs double that, right? Depending on the complexities. Um, there are additional costs sometimes associated with the trust. And that has a lot to do with the funding of it, right? So it's about, you know, if you, if you have a you know, real property and you need to put the deed in the trust or you need to do some other transfers, then there are additional costs associated with that. Those are costs you don't necessarily incur when you're doing a will, but they're costs that are deferred to your beneficiaries to incur later, right? So while a will may cost you less in the short term, it may cost your family more in the long term. Right. And those are some things you have to discuss with your attorney as you're laying it out and figuring out what's best for you. And that's important to know. What about the administration process of these documents? Can you kind of give me a little detail into to what exactly takes place and, and kind of how it all works? So let's talk about probate, right? Because that's that's the buzzword that drives people to wanting to talk about trusts. In, in New York, you know, if you're if you're going to take a will and use the will as your device for estate planning, what has to happen once you're gone is that your executor, the person who you've named to put in charge to manage what the will says, has to take that will, submit it to court, and go through a process called probate. Literally, it means proving that the will is valid, right? So there are certain statutory requirements with every will, and the court has to review that those requirements have been met. The beneficiaries that are named in the will all have to receive notice so that if they feel that they were you know, shortchanged in a will, or they feel they were cut out, or uh, dealt with unfairly, they could theoretically challenge the validity of the will. Individuals who would ordinarily receive, you know, from your estate if you did not have a will, and if you died intestate, they also would have certain rights. And so there's a a long process of probate that is involved with administering a will. That's that's probate. I feel like probate is something we'll talk about quite a bit during this podcast, right? No, absolutely. And and during the uh, the last couple of years, as a result of the COVID pandemic delays have occurred that are beyond um, the norm with regards to probating wills. And so we have we have estates that have been waiting a year and a half to receive what are called letters testamentary, which is the, the legal authority to execute the will. So yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a mess. 
That's crazy because, I mean, you wouldn't think – you think about all the areas that the pandemic has affected, and I don't think anybody really thinks about, hey, well, you know, the, the probate court and, and having to deal – like families dealing with this and, and having to draw it out even longer doesn't really come to mind, but that's, that's fascinating that has been, had made such an impact in that area as well. Yeah, and if, and if you think about it it, it, it is a little bit logical, right, because you had everyone working remotely in the courthouse for a long period of time. You had so so that caused certain delays, and then you had three to four times as many deaths in any given year you know, over the last couple of years, and so increased volume, less productivity leads to delays. It's 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 actually you know kind of logical that that would happen. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just not something that would come to mind right away, but it absolutely is logical. All right, with the trust too, that that eliminates when you're talking about the administration process. That that does that eliminate completely probate. Yeah, absolutely. And and that is by far, especially with the living trust or a revocable trust, they, those terms are, are used interchangeably. It, it eliminates that process completely, right? And and it keeps, you know, the, the family structure, if, specifically with families, but it, it doesn't have to necessarily be families. It, it keeps the, the assets from having to go through that whole probate process, makes it possible to, to efficiently administer the estate. And, um, you know, if you had, for example, a house and that needed to be to be sold, it could be done right away without having to worry uh, about the probate process. All right. Let's talk about the documents themselves and, and the flexibility and opportunities for customization in each. Is the will very cookie cutter or is there opportunities to, is there some flexibility there in what you need? So, you know, I, I, as a lawyer, we don't really like the term cookie cutter, right? Because at the end of the day, there are certain things that are in every will right? But every will is different too, right? So there's lots of language that uh, can be modified and changed and customized to your specific circumstance, right? Because not everyone has the cookie cutter family, right? So, so the idea is that what you want to do is be able to you know, reasonably and flexibly modify documents to fit your specific you know, situation. So the trust, the trust probably does have a little bit more customization, I'm assuming, than a will? Like, There's more you can build out within the trust that maybe you can't within the will. Is that right? So it depends. And okay. it depends a lot on, on the structure of the assets. But yeah, you, you can definitely have a little bit more flexibility in modifying language in the trust to, to fit your specific circumstance, perhaps extend beyond you know, one generation or another with regards to assets, You know, perhaps keep assets in a trust longer and allow for you know, uh, beneficiaries who haven't even been born yet to be covered under your your trust. So a lot of that, because a trust can be a living thing that can go on beyond the administration of the first set of assets, depending on how you write it. So yeah, there there's a lot more flexibility with a with a, a trust uh, in that regard. For someone that's trying to decide which direction to go, and I know we're going to talk about that process and 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 how you work with someone directly in your office. But is there any any way you can kind of summarize or just generally speak? Hey this person or this family would fit better within a, tr- a will versus a trust and vice versa? Or is it truly these options could work for anybody? So I think the first thing that, you know, the first question I think that I look at when people come in to talk about the difference between a will and a trust is what what is the overall objective, right? Is the idea that uh, they want to have something that they don't necessarily want to have to change a lot they want to make sure that their beneficiaries are going to be uh, taken care of. They want to be able to have control while they're alive and flexibility while they're alive. And they want everything to just kind of be administered smoothly. If they're set in their in their goals and they understand this is what they want to do, then a trust is definitely the 
superior option. When a client comes in and they're not really sure, right? Or, you know, they have some general idea of what they want to do with their estate, but, you know, they're not sure if they are definitively inclined to keep it that way. Then maybe a will is a better, a better fit. You generally see, you know, younger people. And, and I know, you know, the, there's a, an apprehension for younger people to want to actually talk about doing a will, but you generally see younger people want to do that will because it, it, it is viewed in their mind as a, a very basic sort of entry level type of estate planning. As, as people get a little bit more older, a little bit more mature, they have, you know, maybe a, a more mature set of assets, then a trust becomes a much better option. So it, it, it really, so that, so if there's a dividing point, it's really kind of age. Gotcha. Okay. Well, for somebody that's that's considering this or knows, hey, this needs to be a priority in my life. I've been putting it all off long enough. I need to sit down and actually do my estate plan. They give you a call, 718-233-2903, or they just fill out the form on your website. What does that process look like for them when they come down? What do you? What are the first few things you discuss and, and, and what do they need to be expecting when they come in? So when a client comes in, you know, one of the things that we, we really want to do first is get, get a sense of what's going on, right? So we want, we want to find out, you know, who the family members are, uh, who the potential beneficiaries are, you know, what the overall objective is with, you know, doing an estate plan and then kind of, you know, talk through with them, you know, what their real objective is, right? So sometimes people come in and, you know, they, they have a very simple objective in mind. And that is, I just want to make sure that, you know, my assets are protected. Right. Well, that's a very broad statement. Right. It doesn't really, really give me any kind of sense of what that particularly means. And a lot of times they really don't even know what that means. So, you know, when when we sit down with our clients, we go through all that and kind of explain, you know, both options and then talk about, you know, how to best approach that objective. Okay. So so when they come in, we figure out what the objective is, we figure out what their overall goal is, what they really mean by making sure that my assets are protected and then, you know, offer a plan that makes makes the most sense for them. Very good. Well, you can visit the website, alatsislawfirm.com. That's where you'll find a lot of different information as well as links to contact and connect on social media as well with, uh, the, with the Alatsis Law Firm and a talk with Ted directly. So hopefully this gives you a little background on wills and trusts. Again, there's going to be more questions I'm sure you have as it pertains with these two documents and what fits you best. But the best thing to do is to contact him again. 718-233-2903 is the number. And again, alatsislawfirm.com. All right, Ted, I appreciate the uh, the insight today in this, in this arena. I'm sure we'll kind of touch on wills and trusts throughout the podcast as we move forward. But I think this is a good foundation. Great. Thank you, Ben. It's great to talk to you again. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.